The great patriarch Abraham paid tithes to the king of Jerusalem, Melchizedek. Prove the stunning identity of Melchizedek and how this staggering truth has everything to do with your life. Next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. Who is Melchizedek? Well, that's a mystery in this world to most people, but if you look in Hebrews chapter 7, you'll find that Melchizedek was the king of Salem and also the priest of the Most High God. The priest of the Most High God. And it says it also he was without father, without mother, or without beginning of days, or end of days, or end of life. That's in Hebrews 7 and verse 3, and he abides a priest forever, it says, or continually. Herbert Armstrong wrote about this in Mystery of the Ages that since Melchizedek was likened to the Son of God and abides as a high priest forever continually, and Jesus Christ is now high priest, Melchizedek and Jesus Christ are one and the same person. One and the same person. So, without father and without mother. Well, uh, now this is not uh, some normal person. This is actually the Word that is the spokesman for the God family, God and the Word, John 1 and verse 1. They, uh, that is explained, and that was before Jesus Christ became the Son of God born by the Virgin Mary. That was before that time. He was not yet the Son of God. Then, of course, uh, when He was born, of course, they were God, the God kingdom before that, but when He was born, then He became the Son, and then there was the Father, the Father and the Son, and the family, and now many sons have been called and begotten into God's truth and been glorified, even though they are not yet born into the kingdom of God. They will be shortly at the return of Jesus Christ. That will be the first resurrection. So, the God family plays a key role here. God is recreating Himself through the family. He wants a family. The family of God is talked about throughout the Bible, and it's, we have to be born again into that family as a spirit being. That's the only way it can be done. It's not something that is being done on this earth today. Melchizedek had a dual crown. He was a priest, Psalm 110 and verse 4, and also a king, Genesis 14 and verse 18. Now, he was the only one that had that dual crown until this end time in Zechariah 6, Joshua the high priest was given a dual crown, given a, a dual crown, a silver and gold dual crown, and he was the high priest. That's Zechariah 6 and verse 11. So, what is that all about? How could a man, just a regular, normal human being, become a priest and have a dual crown like God Himself had, that is, Melchizedek had when He was on this earth. And He still has that crown. But in, through the uh, 
office of the Son of God. If you look at David, you know he was a king and a prophet, but he wasn't a priest over the temple. Now today, the temple is the Church of God, true Church of God. That is the temple today. And so there is in that church, in that final era of God's church, there is a Joshua, which is really a type of Jesus Christ coming back to this earth. It's really all about that. And he is a priest, a king and a priest, before Jesus Christ returns to this earth. Now, that is a phenomenal truth that God has revealed. It is something we all need to know, and they are called the first fruits, those called out before the second coming of Jesus Christ, and that do the work of God and prophesy about these wonderful truths that God has given us. This one is, is unique. It's the only human being that's ever had that dual crown so far. But it's only paving the way for all of the first fruits to have a dual crown and sit on the throne with Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, and rule with him on David's throne forever. That's, that is monumental. It's so momentous and wonderful that we need to prove all this to, our, to ourselves. Because how much do people really know about this, and yet it's right there in the Bible, New Testament, Old Testament, and prophecy for the end time. How much do you know about Melchizedek? And even this Joshua, who has that dual crown himself. And all of this happens before the second coming of Jesus Christ. So, what is this all about? We need to understand it. If you look at Hebrews 6, verses 19 through 20, it says that uh, Jesus Christ was after his resurrection, his high priest after the order of Melchizedek. In other words, he has the same rank, he's just the same being, but not yet the Son of God. That's the big difference. If you look at Genesis 14, there was a war between a number of the ancient city-states in Canaan, in Mesopotamia, and Abraham's nephew Lot was taken captive. So Abraham took his 318 servants and went after these, these armies and conquered them and brought back his nephew Lot. And as soon as he got back, let me read to you what happened in Genesis 14, verses 18 through 20 from the Revised Standard Version. It says this, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. And he, Melchizedek, blessed him, that is Abraham, and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, maker of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave him Melchizedek a tenth of everything, that is, a tithe. That's what it is all about. Abraham tithed to Melchizedek, this king of Salem, which, of course, is the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, 
the king of Salem. He was a king, and he was a priest. And a, that uh, Salem means peace. And who could be the king of peace except God? He, is, he, he was the king of peace and the king of righteousness. Think about that. Who, what man could be the king of peace, which men don't know and don't understand, <clears throat> and uh, the king of righteousness? And all men are sinners. So this has to be the very Son of God, the one that became the Son of God. And we have to uh, keep that all in mind. Who could that be? Well, we know it could only be God if we're looking at this the way we should. And uh, there are many scriptures that talk about man not being able to have peace and that he is, he is a sinner and has to be forgiven for all of those sins. And uh, he has uh, no mother, no father, no beginning of days, or no end of life. Well, what is that all about? Let me give you another quote here with what we wrote about this. It says this, Melchizedek, this scripture reveals, abides, that is, remains permanently, continually a priest. He always continues to be a priest. Now that is different. That has to be an eternal being for that to happen. God the Father is not the priest of God, but Christ the Son is. Yet in the days when the Apostle Paul lived and wrote shortly after Jesus ascended to heaven as high priest, the Scripture says that even then Melchizedek abides, which means he does now abide a priest continually. He's always a priest. But he's not. At the, at the time he dealt with Abraham and worked in the Old Testament period, he was not the Son of God. And, uh, but he continues to be a priest because Jesus Christ and Melchizedek are the very same person. And it's important that we know this or we can't understand about the dual crown of Joshua in this end time, which is the only one that's had that dual crown beside, besides Melchizedek. That's critical to understand that and, and keep that in mind. So Melchizedek was still a high priest even in Paul's day. That means that he continued that forever because he is the same as Jesus Christ. We have material we'll send you so you can understand this much better. It's very important and, and really a subject that we do have to study. But oh, how inspiring it is because it's all, when you get into Joshua, preparation for the urgent and imminent return of Jesus Christ to this earth. And that's a special indication that it's on its way, and the angels, believe it or not, are already preparing for that event in this world, which is preceded by the Great Tribulation and the, and the Day of the Lord. Some very, very turbulent and terrible times. Jesus Christ is called an high priest after the order of Melchizedek. They're one and the same. Now let's look a little more at this uh, dual crown over in Zechariah 6, verses 11 and 12. Then take silver and gold and make crowns and set them upon the head of Joshua, the son of Josedek, 
the high priest, and speaking to him, saying, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch, that's Christ Himself, and he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. This is the temple comprised of God's own family, the spiritual temple that He is building, where He is recreating Himself in men. That's God's temple, and it is in, in living in human beings. That's what it's all about spiritually. And the branch is about to, to uh, grow up out of its place. So there's two crowns made here. This is again, it's it is unique. There's nothing else like it. Notice what Jameson Fawcett Brown, the commentary, says about this. The high priest wore a holy crown above the mitre, Zechariah 3 and verse 5, Leviticus 8 and verse 9. Messiah shall wear many crowns, one surmounting the other, Revelation 19 and verse 12. It was a thing before unknown in the Levitical priesthood that the same person should wear at once the crown of king and that of a high priest. The only person in the Bible to do that was Melchizedek, and now, in this end time, the, vast, the very last era of God's church, Joshua the high priest receives a dual crown. What is that all about? Why would God do that and give this man such a fabulous dual crown? Well, now, if you look at Revelation 1 and verse 6, it says that God has already made His people that are working and doing His, His work in this end time before Christ comes back. They are already kings and priests in embryo. And they're going to be kings and priests when Christ gets here, and spirit beings sharing the throne of David with Jesus Christ. Now, let me read just a little bit more of that quote. Here's the conclusion of it. The sense here is Behold, in Joshua, a remarkable shadowing forth of Messiah. So, this is like an end time type of what David's throne is going to be like. So, God prepares this last era of His church. To get to understand this throne and and understand what Joshua ruling today as a king and a priest is leading into, it's leading. It's a transition into the very second coming of Jesus Christ. It's tied directly to it. And at that period, the, those angels start preparing for that great tribulation and the day of the Lord and the second coming of Jesus Christ to this earth. You need to read our booklet on the new throne of David, and it will explain all of that to you. And it is amazing revelation from God Himself, and you can prove that as well. But this is unique, and God is already preparing for it. That is something that is provable. And it's in the booklet, and we'll show you all about it. But this is something that is unparalleled in the Bible. There's nothing else like it. And it is just a special sign, you could say, of the imminent and urgent return of Jesus Christ to this earth because he's going to have to, or there would be no flesh saved alive. Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22. It's all happening around this dual crown, 
Let me read to you Zechariah 6 and verse 15. In, in this verse, we'll, it'll explain a little more of it. Those who are far away shall also come and work at the rebuilding of the Eternal's temple, so shall you know the Eternal did send me unto you. If you listen carefully to the voice of the Eternal your God, the Moffat translation says, God reassures us that everything will work out if we carefully listen to Him. The branch is going to grow up out of its place and really appear in a special way right there in God's own church, and is going to have a, a man with a dual crown that's, a, that's really showing you what all of the first fruits are going to be given very shortly. And they're going to share the throne of David with Jesus Christ forever. That's the, the mind-boggling reward that God gives them. The very bride of Jesus Christ, and that is certainly something that we all need to understand. This is from the Moffat translation. It says the branch as Sion, which means a descendant of David. Clark's commentary says that out of his place in Zechariah 6 and verse 12 means out of David's root. Where is David's root? Well, Luke 1 and verses 30 and through 33, the Father gives the throne of David to Jesus Christ, and He's going to rule on that throne forever. Christ is the root of David, and He's also a son of David. Obviously, He created Him, and He is a root of David. That's what it's talking about. And God says He's going to rebuild the temple of the Eternal. Now, it goes on here talking about how we have to diligently obey God if we're going to receive all these blessings. Verse 15 of Zechariah 6 says, And they that are far off shall come and build in the temple of the Lord, and you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. You shall know that. And we, we can know that. How many people really believe that? God says, now if you obey and you really listen to me closely, He says, if you obey, and that's a big if, and we have to make sure that we overcome that big if and, and uh, obey God, because otherwise He won't reveal these wonderful truths to us. He reveals them unto babes, unto childlike people that are teachable. That's what He tells us in many places. So what are we talking about here? I'll just give you a quote here. This is talking about what's going to happen before Jesus Christ returns, saying world events match the book of Revelation. Can you imagine that? There, here there's a media, and they're not religious, probably. And they are saying, well, all these world events match what it says in Revelation, the book of Revelation. And that's exactly what we've been preaching and teaching for over 75 years. Here's another quote. The article says, One is tempted to turn again to the book of Revelation with its lurid imagery and prophetic implication, even if one is not a believer. The fit between the ancient book and the contemporary scene is too close for comfort. Is a divine prophecy about to be fulfilled? This is the PJ media. 
amazing statement. They are seeing that, oh, what it says in the Bible in all of these prophecies is exactly what's happening on the world scene today. And it has everything to do with this dual crown. God is preparing His people and His first fruits in every way to be ready to sit on David's throne with Christ forever to rule this world and to stop this madness. How else could it ever be stopped? We just simply couldn't stop it. Well, I just want to go give you a couple more scriptures where God talks about the whole earth is going to receive this message. If you look at Isaiah 9 and verse 7, it says that of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David. It's going to go on forever. The, the no end of the government and peace. God brings peace. Men don't know how to bring peace. They've never had peace, not real peace. Isaiah 22, verses 21 and 22 talks about this. Let me read that to you. And I will clothe him with your robe and strengthen him with your girdle, and I will commit your government into his hand. That's this Joshua type. And see, the government is going to be given here in this end time. In verse 22, And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, and so he shall open and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open." So here is somebody has this key of David. See, this, you have to have this dual crown when you sit on the throne of David. And that's explained by the key that unlocks the, the house of David and reveals all this to us. So this is just mind-staggering revelation, and it's really what you need to understand. It is a Countdown to the second coming of Jesus Christ in a special way. This booklet on the new throne of David will, will just amaze you from beginning to end, I believe. If you have an open mind, I'm quite sure it will. And I just wish more people would understand this today. It's such a stupendous prophecy that is wonder times wonder, and we need to understand it. We really, really need to understand it and understand it today. Melchizedek, you see, is now, has now become the Son of God, and all of this is falling into place, and all of these prophecies are being fulfilled. You can see where, uh, if you want to read where these armies are and the angels are getting organized in uh, Right now, it's already happening in Zechariah 6, verses 1 through 9, and that too is tied in with this dual crown. And it talks about the dual crown. But also, we have more material to give you, but I also want to tell you at the end of this program about a little bit more about the Trumpet Magazine, the most outstanding news magazine in this world. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friend. No global force in history has ever willingly given away power, except for the British Empire and the American superpower.
Request our free golden special edition of the Philadelphia Trumpet News Magazine about the fall of the English-speaking peoples. Expose the radical movement behind America's demise. Learn why the British Empire slowly disintegrated. Study the fall of the British royal family. Understand why the English-speaking peoples have lost massive amounts of wealth and character. See what will happen when America, Britain, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand disappear from the world scene. Prove that America and Britain will lead the world once again, one day soon. The Holy Bible is a book about royalty. God the ruler of the universe, Jesus Christ the King, and you. Human beings have the incredible potential of becoming king priests in the kingdom of God. Request Gerald Flurry's free book, The New Throne of David, to learn how God is preparing his loyal people to rule the world very soon. Understand how God's one true church will be directly involved in crowning Jesus Christ the King of Kings at his second coming. He will rule from Jerusalem forever. Also request Gerald Flurry's free book, the Book of Hebrews, what Jesus Christ is doing today to prove the identity of the ancient king of Jerusalem, Melchizedek. Your Bible says Melchizedek is without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life. What does this mean? Could any mortal man fit this description? You'll also receive a free copy of our reprint article, Who Was Jesus Before His Human Birth? Today, Jesus Christ is the head of God's one true church. He is our high priest, our advocate to the Father when we sin. He lives to help us. But he has existed for an eternity before any of this. What was he doing before the existence of the angels, the earth, the universe, and time itself? You'll be fascinated by this study. All our materials are available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request the Philadelphia Trumpet Special Edition about the fall of the English-speaking peoples. Request the New Throne of David, the Book of Hebrews, what Jesus Christ is doing today, and who was Jesus before his human birth. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our materials are available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request the Philadelphia Trumpet Special Edition about the fall of the English-speaking peoples. Request The New Throne of David, The Book of Hebrews, What Jesus Christ is Doing Today, and Who Was Jesus Before His Human Birth. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. If you would prefer to write, send your request to The Key of David, P.O. Box 3700, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083.
If you would prefer to write, send your request to The Key of David, P.O. Box 3700, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083. The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.